everyone. Today's January 8th, 2022. This is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. This week, we have a few things going on to kick off the new year in Duel Links. We have the Clan Akaba. going to talk about his two new cards and two new dual skills. And that's really the main thing going on. January 2022 ranked dual rewards. And we'll talk a little bit about Dynam- Dynamists because that's the deck I'm playing. I think it's a pretty um, good deck to grind PvP games with. So I'll discuss a little bit about them and some other stuff. So this is going to be a pretty quick episode to begin the year. Hopefully um, we'll have more stuff in game to talk about in the future. So um, my week so far, like I've talked about, Dynamists are the deck I've been playing. I hit plat 7 yesterday, and I think I was going to get my promotion match into Legend, but I lost against some uh, some annoying deck, But uh, and then I stopped. So I should be able to hit a Legend ranks soon. And I think, you know, motivation to play is one thing, but I think I've hit almost hit legend pretty fast this month so that I, I do have a shot at finally getting king of games and dynamists are a fine deck to do it with so um i think some of it goes to the fast games that it brings and uh lack of opponent options to stop the deck in the meta um as i mentioned before i've been primarily doing cyberpunk 2077 Despite it being a broken game, I am playing a little bit every day. Not, I didn't go as hard as I did um, when I had days off for the holidays and whatnot, but I am enjoying that as well. And that is basically it for the back to Duel Links, the, the Clan Akaba event. I'm just I didn't even farm like Anna Kaboom at all, and I got all our cards, so I'm just trying to get by in that event, try to collect those cards. And everything else should fall into place. So this week in esports, going to discuss two tournaments with two different um, scenes going on. Duel Links Lounge Millennium Cup 27. If you look at the breakdown of the decks, it's pretty interesting because this tournament, Shirinui are pretty much in the top in terms of representation. And they also took the first place spot. We also have... Gaia, Harpies, Water XZs, Melodies, those are pretty much very common decks you see uh, in the lower tiers of the meta. The first place, this translates to Goes, Drawson Stark, Shirinui deck. Uh, it's interesting that Shirinui are so good right now, considering they've pretty much been nerfed to Oblivion. They don't have a lot of the cards they used to. Uh, all of the Squires are gone and things like that. I think they used to run Gold Sarcophagus, if I'm not mistaken, but they can't use a ton of cards. Their limit 2 pretty much just goes to one Solitaire and a Sun Saga. They still have Shogun Saga Unlimited. Uh, three copies of Shirinui Spectral Sword. They used to run the other one, too. There's two. There were two tuners. There was like a level 3 and a level 2. Uh, you could kind of do two of these guys and use like a limit 3 card if you want. But then the rest of the deck is, you know, like Gozukis and Samurai Skulls. Samurai Skulls being the more important card with the draws since Dark. Uh, three Book of Moon in this deck. 
And then you just fill it with all the control traps you have. Three Ballista Squad, two Phoenix Chain, two Drowning Mirror Force, three Paleozoic Canadia, and two Bad Aims. So all this stuff, this deck's been nerfed to Oblivion and still, still a fine thing to use uh, to win a tournament, which is pretty interesting. Second place, My Hawk Territory of the Sharks, Water XCs. Water XCs is a deck that has very little innovation. You pretty much have the same things going on. And this deck runs three copies of MST and Book of Moon. One Chalice, two Treacherous Trap Hole. And then even, even the extra deck options are very limited with this deck, with it being just water stuff. This one actually runs a Tuner and Brionic Dragon of the Ice Barrier, Bahamut Shark, um combo into nightmare shark into full armored black ray lancer you have abyss dweller and really one of the less used extra tech monsters hope woven dragon spider shark which used to be like their win condition up for ahmdsmh flight control tg this is pretty much the classic a pure tg build three copies of screw serpent three copies of striker three warwolf two booster raptor one Jet Falcon, three Catapult Dragon, two MST, two Lance, one Treacherous Trap Hole. I actually played against the other uh, uh, TG deck, the set Delta Excel version yesterday, and I completely forgot that Booster Raptors are a dinosaur, and that's really where they get their synergy with all those uh, survivals and things. Up four, Exkion, Dragon Knight's Path Gaia. Typical Gaia deck, um... They do make make use of the Archfiend Eccentric. That's pretty much the best way to play it. So that's that's a selection box card that's limited edition. So um, it's hard to play this deck optimally. I think that's one of the reasons why it's not like on the top of the list. I've shifted over to Duelings Meta Weekly 209. They are highly represented by Abyss Actors. Destiny Heroes, Harpies, and even Burning Abyss. Burning Abyss coming in at 4 in the top 32, tied with Water XC. So in these power rankings, I expect Burning Abyss to climb up into Tier 3 soon enough. First place, Waver, Beatdown, Ritual Beast. Beatdown's interesting, but it works pretty good with the Ritual Beast Altai Apelio. This deck has some different things going on. It has two Breakthrough Skills and three Book of Moon. Ritual Beasts kind of have to stall a little bit to get their strategy going, and this deck does not use um, Destiny Draw like most do, so you've got the three Book of Moon and two Breakthrough Skills kind of as your as your um, turn one stall uh, back row. Second place, Sue Tio Leo, Clock of Destiny, Destiny Hero. It's weird that Destiny Heroes use Lightning Vortex, but it's pretty much in every deck now, and that's highly... Um, a card that you should main deck, but there's definitely a lot of synergy with the Destiny Hero Celestial and helping you draw two cards or whatever, so that's why it's in the main deck. Top four trap peak performance black wings. I did I did lose against black wings. That was the deck I lost against yesterday to end my win win streak, but they're back from the dead. Um I think the Harpy nerf has really opened up different decks coming back. And this is one of them. Just a reminder of what the deck looks like. Three Samoon, the Poisonous Wind. Two Zephyros, the Elite. One Bora, the Sphere. Three Gale, the Whirlwinds. Two Criss Crack of Dawn. One Oroshi, the Squall. Three MST, two Book of Moon. Three Black Whirlwinds. 
course, the guy I played against yesterday has three black roll ones to open the game. And then the extra deck, this one runs Evil Swarm Nightmare, who is making one of many future appearances. I, I saw it as one of the chase cards in the last box. And top four Super Viz Mind Scan Harpies. So Harpies are back. Um, Harpies Hunting Ground's probably dead, but Mind Scan, what, the first of many skills that we're going to see with Harpies, there's probably going to be like a like a Destiny Draw Harpies or something, but this deck's a full-on monstrosity. Uh, 30 cards, runs Magical Hats. I guess Magical Hats can synergize with Hysteric Sign, maybe. I don't know. And let's get to the power rankings. So Duel Link's meta power rankings. In that last tournament, we saw the rise of... Um, Burning Abyss, I expect them to hit Tier 3 soon. But Harpies are off Tier 1. There's no one in Tier 1 again. It's kind of like it was when the first time Harpies were nerfed. Tier 2 Harpies leading the pack at 14. I expect this to keep going down. Water XZ's 12.7. Abyss Actors up significantly at 9.8. Melodious at 8.9. And Tier 3 we have Gaia 5.2. Destiny Hero 4.8. TG 4.7. I expect Burning Abyss to come in. Uh, Magnet Warriors, Cyber Dragons, Noble Knights are pretty much in the in the invisible tier four. The tier three and the tier four just keep shuffling around. I, ex- I expect Gaia is probably not going to get any better until Archfiend Eccentric or some other Chaos support comes into the game, and um, very unsettled. I'm not sure if Dynamists would slot in. They might just be like a regular like PvP grinder for. Um, Ranked duels, but not really a tournament deck. I'm not really sure if they'll ever uh, reach that status. Now, in this section, news on top of news. There was a big, the biggest story this week, I think, in Duel Links was this, um, this Facebook leak. I think they they keep saying this uh, intern, this poor intern at Konami leaked this thing. It's basically an advertisement for the Cyber Dragon box that where he came out. They have the pictures for the Cyber Dragon cards. Um, and then it says Selection Box Volume 5 is here. Get Yami Yugi's BLS Envoy at the beginning. So it pretty much uh, put the wrong text for the picture. Um, the picture says get the Cyber Dragon Box, but they have the wrong text. So um, we don't know if this is real or fake, but uh, it even says get Zane's XC's Monsters. Um, okay, so BLS Envoy of the beginning is a level 8 Light Warrior. 3,000 attack, 2,500 defense. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned from your hand by banishing a light in the dark in the graveyard. Once per turn, activate one of these effects. Target one monster in the field. Banish it. This card can't attack if this is activated. If this attacking card destroys a monster by battle, make it It can make a second attack in a row. This is a lot like the um, ritual card, the super soldier. It reminds me a lot of it, but it's pretty much in a monster form now. And this is pretty much like, um, with an ability like this, this is kind of like Chaos Dragon Love Veneer. It's like another copy of that. That Banish effect is pretty strong. And Chaos Dragon Love Veneer can pop two cards. This can Banish one. Pretty much the same thing. Both come with 3,000 attack. Um, it's even cheaper to come out of the graveyard. I mean, cheaper Chaos of a cost than, than uh, Love Veneer. So this is pretty much... Very good. Like, it's just another copy of Chaos Dragon Levineer coming with a banish. 
So that'll be huge if this comes in. Uh, of course, this is all... It could be fake news. Um, I don't know. Someone could have messed up at Konami. At Facebook, I don't know where. Uh, Master Duels. We're seeing more news about Master Duels, despite it not coming out at Christmas. There's certain Twitch channels coming out about Master Duels. There's videos about um, different parts of the game they're showing and things like that. So Master Duels is coming soon, maybe next month. And there's been a big deal made. This is not the first week this has been happening, but talking about Train Your Karibo being gone. It's been gone for a while. And they keep running the same events over and over. The... Um, we're in, we're in we're in one of them right now actually at the mission circuit I think mission circuit that doesn't give us any new cards so I'm not even gonna talk about it and um, they do they still do pick a gift it's mission circuit and then the dungeon one the the dual quest I guess but uh, people are talking about certain things that are gone one being train your Kribo. So that is gone all right. Let's talk about the Clan Akaba. This is the acquisition event for the second time. If you didn't get him the first time. And he also comes with two new cards um, and two skills. There's some other cards he gives as a repeat. Uh, Triple D Supreme King Kaiser. No one ever plays that. Double D Savant Galway. That one's decent. Uh, and then the other cards no one really uses. Ancient Rules. You get that from uh, Mokuba. So whatever. Two new cards, Triple D, Rebel King, Leonidas, Dark Level 7, Pendulum Scale of 3, 2600, 1200, Fiend Pendulum. Pendulum effect, you, when you take effect damage, except during the damage step, you can destroy this. If you do, any effect that would inflict damage to a player this turn increases their life points by the same amount. Monster effect, when you take effect damage, except during the damage step, you can special summon this from the hand. If you do, gain life points equal to the damage you took, you take no effect damage. This is pretty much the band-aid solution for a contract procrastination nerf. Contract procrastination prevented you from getting hurt from your own continuous uh, dark contracts. This card does the same. So uh, if it's in the pendulum zone, you could destroy this instead of taking damage. And then you heal yourself too. So you heal yourself by like a thousand or whatever. Or two thousand, depending on what you have. Typically you have the witch and you have the uh, gate. And then the monster effect is probably better. You keep in your hand, you take damage, you special summon this from the hand on the standby phase, and then you gain your life back. And then you take no further effect damage. So you keep this guy on the board. It's pretty much like um, contract procrastination is on the field. And also, you don't take effect damage from your opponent, even though burn decks are kind of dead. This prevents that from happening. Of course, they could just like lava goal in this guy. And then uh, you're going to take effect damage. Sure, but anyways, this is a pretty good uh, special summon uh, based on you taking damage. And then you could do some kind of rank 7 XZ's play, even though that's not really a thing. Uh, it's, it's probably more just to have this guy on the board as a beater. 2600 tech beater. Powers up the Gust King High Alexander. Uh, different things. This is a pretty fine card to have in the deck. I would just have like one of these in the deck because you could tutor it with any of your Dark Contract cards, and then you could just have it for the next turn. Uh, it's a fine card to have, and then you could just pretty much run on your other other skills instead of Contract Procrastination. It's like the same thing. You have this guy on the board, and it does the same thing. 
having a scale pendulum scale three is pretty good too for this um, archetype. And the other card is Double D Cerberus. This is Dark Level Four Pendulum Scale of Six Fiend Pendulum eighteen hundred six hundred. Pendulum effect once per turn. You can target a Double D you control. Change slow to four. If you do, it gains four hundred attack and defense. Monster effect when this is Pendulum summoned from the hand. While you control a Double D monster other than Cerberus, you can target one continuous spell in the graveyard. Add it to your hand. So this is basically like a Level Four modulator. Uh, you could do it. It's it's all for that Triple D Wave King Caesar play because Caesar's like the main uh, XCs you would run in this double D deck. Um, outside has that monster effect, it could pendulum summon it for a um, or recycling a continuous spell. So you could just um, use some of the dark contracts if you want. So there's some use for this card. Um, I think they could do fine without this card, but it's a, it's a card you could use because people do run the Triple King, Wave King, Caesar. I think they use Burferman. I forget which card they use, but it's already a play that's happening. I'm, I think it makes the play a little better, but I'm not sure. I think the four also works. There's some there's some use for the the level four into the into the Gus King High Alexander. I forget what level he is. Let me look it up. So Gus King Alexander is is level 10. So this guy's 4. I'm sure there's a there's a tuner somewhere that makes this work. I don't know. Yeah, I've I have no uh conclusion how that helps the Gus King Alexander actually. Now this event also comes with two new dual skills for Declan Akova, unfortunately, both of them are not very good, so let's go through them quickly. The first one's emergency contract laundering. Send one contract laundering or dark contract card to the graveyard and destroy all face of dark contract cards on your field. Then increase your number of destroyed Dark Contract cards by a 1,000 life points. This is pretty bad. Um, you're destroying your own dark, dark Contracts to gain some life points. And that's, you know, like the purpose to win the game, right? Like, you're not going to win the game if you if you don't have Dark Contract cards. You could just, like, have a 1,000 life points left and you do it. And you, you're done, right? You can't really recycle them anymore. You can't use any more. You're probably more likely to die not having the Dark Contract cards. That's really what the whole point is. I think a card like Storm is even better than this skill. Like, you would rather Storm off those cards than gain those life points for whatever reason. Unless you're facing like a burn deck. And you're facing the barrel of that burn deck next turn. But otherwise there's no there's no use in even running this skill. This one's a little more interesting. Forbidden Contract. Can be used if your life points are 2,000 or below. Change one face of Dark Contract of the Swamp King to Forbidden Dark Contract of the Swamp King. This can be used once for a duel. So people actually run the Dark Contract, and you rarely see this Forbidden Dark Contract. So the difference is this. Dark Contract of the Swamp King is, um, you can fusion summon a Fiend fusion in your extra deck. Uh, you could use this effect once per turn. If you summon a double D fusion monster this way, you can also banish monsters from the graveyard as fusion. 
During your standby phase, you take a thousand damage. Now, the Forbidden Dark Contract is once per turn, special summon a triple D from your hand in defense, but its effects are negated. And then you could fusion summon a Fiend Fusion from the extra deck using cards from the hand or field, including a monster that was special summoned. And then once per turn, you take 2,000 damage. So, really what the difference is, I think, is you use the Dark Contract of Swamp King to fuse something, and then you turn it into the Forbidden Dark Contract. You can special summon something from the hand, sure, and then you can fuse something again. You're going to take 2,000 damage, which means you'll lose the next turn, I guess. And if you, if you, let's say you cheat out the Rebel King Leonidas, its effects are negated, so it's not going to even protect you from the next turn. Really what this is for, I think, is to make another fusion. So you do one fusion of the Dark Contract, and then you do a second fusion of the Forbidden Dark Contract. But there's no, there's no real benefit of playing that monster, unless you want to, like, exe something, something, um... With the fusion monster or something, but not a very good skill either. Now that's pretty much it. Um, you could farm him a few ways. You bell, uh, magician girl. Magician girl is probably the best farm. Uh, I like this farm a lot. But I haven't even done a farm yet, so I can't say much about that. All right. So January twenty twenty two rank dual awards two new cards and an SR and an R. The first SR card is Catapult Warrior. This is a level 5 Earth Warrior Synchro. Generic tuning requirements, 1,000 attack, 1,500 defense. Once per turn, you can tribute a junk monster. Inflict damage to your opponent equal to half the original attack of the tributed monster. So this has poor stats, obviously. It's poor stats for a level 5 Synchro. It has poor stats for just pretty much any monster. That's not like level 3 or below. This is easy with the junk, um, junk synchron. So three into two, and you get this guy out. There's really no point. This this is like a burn card, so you could you could do some kind of play like junk berserker, junk destroyer. They have an effect like junk destroyer destroys two cards, and then you pop those, and then you contribute the junk uh, destroyer for like fourteen hundred burn or fifteen hundred burn, and that's it. Uh, and then you can kind of close out the game with this guy, 1,000 attack, I guess, but there's no real point in this. This is some kind of burn strategy, and the junks aren't really about that, I guess. Um, not much to say about it. It's pretty bad. And the R card's called Tri-Bulldog, which is three uh, bulldogs. Level 4, Earth Beast, 1,200, 1,100. Once per turn during your main phase, you can special summon one Tri-Bulldog from your hand. So, basically this is like for rank 4 XZs. If you have two of them, you can normal summon one, special summon the other, rank 4 XZs. You can't do like a triple, you can't do like a 3 overlay play, like a Star Seraph combo unfortunately. So, this doesn't have the upside of the Star Seraph combo, which makes it worse. I think there are better like options for rank 4 XZs. This could just be scattered through your deck and it does nothing, so... Well, this no. I think I'm. I think I'm not giving this card enough credit. This card can be special summoned by anything. So I guess you could just have these scattered in your deck, and you could just play something and then XC summon. I, okay, this card's okay actually. I like. I thought these guys have to work together, but really, you could just use any of them. So 
Okay, this is like a rank 4 XE's helper. Like, I think in the Burning Abyss deck, we have Crane Crane, which is like a level 3 uh, XE's, a rank 3 XE's helper, and this is pretty much like a rank 4 XE's helper. Okay, I think, I think this card might see a little play then. It doesn't have any synergy with anything, but it's just like a free level 4 guy, or dog, whatever. So let's get to discussion about Dynamists, which are the main deck that I've been playing. Um, this is an aggro deck, so <laughs> basically you're trying to win the game in one turn, and it leads to fast games, and they can't really stop you, unless they have hand traps. I guess hand traps are the only thing that really stop this deck. So play this deck, you need a skill called Swing Into Action... Pendulum Summon. A lot of the Arc 5 characters have this skill. So I'm just using Zuzu Boil. I think you could use Grit uh, as well, but uh, Grit or Swing Into Action Pendulum Summon. Now the main card in this deck is Dynamis Charge. This is the SR in that last mini box we got. And this is the card that makes the deck. It's Continuous Spell... When you activate it, you could add a Dynamis to your, from your deck to your hand. Once per turn, if a Dynamis is sent to the extra deck face up, you can add it back to your hand. So, ideally, this is a card you would have three copies of. I only have two, so I'm trying to hit King Games with two, but it's, it's doing pretty well in Platinum. I'll probably run to some speed bumps in Legend. I have two of this card. Notably, if this card, if they they could stop it, like... You could play it, and then they could hit it with Cosmic Cyclone or MST, and then it's gone. This card, uh, let's say your own monsters remove a Dynamis, you get it back. That's really the main power play of this deck. They could hit your um, Pendulum card, and then this card would get that back. So this card offers some protection on everything. Now the most important monsters... I would say is probably Dynamis Spinos. This is just the R rarity. 2500 attack. You could tribute a Dynamis attack directly. And then you could also tribute another one and make it second attack during each battle phase. So the whole goal of this is to use Spinos to tribute two guys. One to attack directly, one to hit twice. And you accomplish this with a trap card called Dynamis Rush. Special summon a Dynamist from your deck. If you do, it's unaffected by card its effects. Also destroy it during the end phase. So the whole goal is to special summon a Spinos from the deck. And then it doesn't get affected by anything. So I've had a lot of people activate uh, Ultimate Providence on the Spinos, and it doesn't do anything. They could um, try to hit it with uh, Floodgate or... Of Moon, Paleo Canadia, Karma Cut, anything they want, it won't affect it. So, if you have something that's special summoned with the Dynamis Rush, you don't have to trigger a protection effect on it because it's not going to affect it. They're just going to waste their card. 
Now, to build this deck, you need um, the other cards to support the cast, I guess. Uh, you're going to need some level 3 and some level 6 as well. The, the 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 companion with the Spinos is the Ceratops. Because Ceratops can come out for free. So it's like, if all monsters you control are Dynamist and none are Dynamist, Ceratops you can special summon. So, the play is you use the trap card Dynamist Rush, special summon Spinos, you can special summon Ceratops, you tribute Ceratops with Spinos, and then your Dynamist Charge will recycle Ceratops, and then you can play it again, right? So you could special summon once, and you could Pendulum summon second time. That's really the play here. You could also do it with the Plesios. Plesios is level 4. Um, all face of monsters your opponent controls lose 100 attack and defense. That that comes in handy sometimes, and most of the time it's for whatever. So you uh, play... Plesios, tribute it, play it again with Dynamis Charge. So that's why it's good to have three of that card. Not just to tutor for consistency, but just to have it for that power play. The whole goal is one play, normal summon or special summon, second play, pendulum. That's really the whole goal. Uh, you could also run Ankylos. Ankylos is a level 4, and also a pendulum scale of 6, so it's the same thing as Plesios. And try and max out on those cards. Uh, Dynamis Brachion does the same thing. If you don't control Dynamis Brachion, your opponent has a monster of higher attack and special summons from the hand. So, this is like a more situational Ceratops. It's like it's like Pendulum Scale 6, Ceratops is 3. Sure. You run those cards, and also run um, Dynamis Rex. Some people don't run this card. Some people just run 3 copies of Brachion. And I guess there's there's pros and cons. Brachion is more consistent for that power play with uh, Spinos. Because Brachion can come out as a special summon, but it's not all the time. Now, Dynamis Rex is, I consider it my second win condition. Because this card could win you the game if you do not have Spinos. So this card, if it attacks at the end of the damage step, you can tribute a Dynamist. And then it can attack again with piercing, or better yet, shuffle one card from your opponent's hand or side of the field into the deck. So, that second ability, they say, do you want to shuffle an opponent's card to the hand? You say no, and then you shuffle any card on their field. So it's a hard removal on any card they have on the field. So they're going to ask you about hand. You do the hand if that's the only card they have, right? So, do hand and then field, so remember that. And really, that's the deck. Um, I have a copy of Moray of Greed. I saw this. This is a pretty genius play here. Shuffle two water monsters in your hand, draw three cards. There's no benefit lost here. It's pretty much reload without negative one. Because reload to minus one play. Any card like Magical Mallet to minus one play. Moray of Greed... There's no card disadvantage. You're getting three cards back for paying three cards. And that's kind of like a reset card uh, for, like, if you didn't get the hand you want. The hand you want is some combination of three and six and Spinos, right? It's best that the Spinos comes out with the Dynamis Rush, but sometimes you have to do something turn one 
just so you don't die, right? So you have to make a board. And you make like a three and a six and a spinos, and then it's going to protect. Um, part of the skill in this deck is knowing when to protect your monsters. So the Pendulum 3 monsters have this ability. If a Dynamis card will be destroyed by Battle of Card Effect, you can destroy this instead. And then the level 6 cards have... Uh, you can negate an activated card that targets another Dynamis card and then destroys card. So the 3s protect against destruction. 6s protect against targets. So that's more useful against uh, banish effects and things like that. So, you know, part of the skill is not r- blowing all your resources and going for that Spinos play. I also have a copy of Book of Moon, so the uh, 3 Dynamis charge... I don't have it, so I have Book of Moon, which is pretty much the next best card instead. I also have an extra deck, but it's not very useful. Um, Trishula, Gaia Dragon the Thunder Charger, number, 15, number 12, Crimson Shadow Armor Ninja, Ar- Ar- Adrius, Keeper of Armageddon, number 70, Malevolent Sin, Dig Vorzak, King of Heavy Industry, and number 18, Heraldry Patriarch. You don't really use these uh, cards that much. You could do whatever you want. Um, sometimes I do use the Dig Vorjak. I think there's like situations where it comes in handy, but really it's all about the Spinos play. If you have Rex, you can also win the game with Ektar too. That's really the, the, the deck. Having a lot of fun with it. Fast games. Um, should be hitting Legends soon and hopefully King of Games in the future. That is it for the podcast. Upcoming news, 5th anniversary campaign, Monster Reborn coming to the game on the 11th. Tag Duel Tournament, New York card, Red Carpet, SR Card, Comics Hero, King Arthur, Mid-January, Tour Guide Bingo, New SR Card, Power Zone. Uh, Mid-January, Supreme King Jaden is retired to the gate. Late January, obtain New Legendary Duelist Yuto, New York Card, Phantom Knight Sword, and SR Card, Phantom Knight's Fragile Armor. Late January Dual Links Mission Research and Late January Improvements to the Mission Display. That is it for the podcast. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Check out the podcast and more at the dualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me with anything at dualassessment at gmail.com or you can find me at Twitter at dual underscore assessment or my own account at Green Ranger CCG. Alright, thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.